Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Chrissy. And we are Status Macabre. <laughs> you always laugh after we say that. So normally we say that together, but I completely froze. I'm like, oh, Chrissy, I want to start us off. She's like, yeah, yeah, go. And then, um, and then you were like, what the hell am I doing here? Uh, like deer in the headlights. What's my name? Good morning. It is. It's a early. Well, oh, it's almost it's 1130, five, 40, whatever. It's 11 something. I'm exhausted. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. We're I'm both. in pain. <laughs> Tell them why you're in pain. Though. I'm not hungover. Don't fret. <laughs> no fretting. Um, but yeah, so I decided that I was going to go on a bike ride yesterday with a friend. 20 miles. 20 miles. I can't believe that. 20 miles. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Um, and it wasn't that hot yesterday. It wasn't hot. I mean, it was hot, but it wasn't hot. It, well, yeah. So we were on the Palmetto Trail, one of the trails here in the Columbia area. And nice hair. I know. <laughs> And uh, about two miles in, I realized that I had fucked up. <laughs> I realized it was going to be a bad day. <laughs> well, when you're sitting on a banana seat. Oh, so this this bike, um, I haven't purchased mine yet. So I don't have one that's fitted for me. So I had to borrow one. Um, and it's a large bike. And I'm probably between a small and a medium. And just from a frame size. And so the seat wasn't didn't fit for me and I had on the padded shorts but padded shorts wait yeah so so they're um they're the shorts that have pads to protect your your butt diddly your tiddly bits your oh, little I didn't your, know that yeah so I had those on oh sweet and I had you know of course underwear on I had those shorts on they're like spandex but then I wear shorts over it because so does it make it look like you have a big booty I, I don't know, but it felt like not I had a, a wet. It felt like I had like. a full diaper on when you walk around and I'm oh, like, oh that. god! <laughs> but you're not you're not technically walking around. I mean, on the bike you can't tell. Oh okay. But when you're walking to the bike or walking to the store to get some Gatorade or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's very awkward. <laughs> like you have one of those big giant pads yeah. on after you've had a exactly. baby. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I, you know, I think I. Like I said, I had shorts on over it, so I don't think anybody could tell. Mm-hmm. So um, remember those cool kids that wore the spandex and the shorts over it oh, that back was, in, like, uh, in the 90s? That's, that's what right. I looked like. That's Except it was right. black on black what? on black. I got that on now. What are you talking about? Do you? No, I'm kidding. I'm just, like... <laughs> just kidding. So um, I came home last night and I had to um, ice my bum. There's no. Did you sit on a donut? There's no. You know one of no, those. I don't, donuts. No, I don't. Maybe that's what you should get. But I probably should. Like it. Yeah, it's not good. So Chrissy gets here. I'm like, give me your hand. It's like you're not gonna have to wash it or anything. I know. Give me your hand. I was She's super like, nervous. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can attest. It's very swollen. <sighs> so anyway, I took 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, a melatonin, and like an Ambien, or maybe it was a Xanax. I don't remember last night. And you passed out. And I laid in the bed and eventually passed out. My phone goes on and automatically, it yes. automatically goes on D&D at 10 o'clock at night to 6 a.m. I think one person called at like 9.45 and I was like, I don't fucking care. I just don't care. I don't blame you. Charles and Chandler have their own ringtone. Yeah. So I know if it's them, they have their own ringtone and text tone and they're on my, you know, on my list mm-hmm. and they would come through. But everybody else, I was like, yeah, whatever. Y'all can suck it. S- suck it. Good thing I wasn't in a ditch. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> well, next I person. should probably give you your special ringtone too. You should. I mean, I'm a very risque person. No. Who knows? Like, no, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a special ring. T- no, no, I'll just put you on my list. How about there that? There you go. That way, if it's after t- after 10 o'clock and I get a call and it's I not... I don't usually call that late. You really don't, right? But now that we've had this conversation, if I don't add you, something will happen. Oh, absolutely. Now, see? And you'll be like, hey, I'm like four miles from your house and my, my tire blew. Can you help me? <laughs> the next morning. Hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Is everything okay? I heard you may have had some problems. <laughs> Ass. So uh, yeah, well, it's okay. I'm a little sore too. I'm, I'm, I'm. As I told you, I'm moving. Oh yeah. Well, we're trying to move. We're trying to put a house on the market. She's it's, got a beautiful house. Oh, 
But you know what? I'm tired of the yard. I'm tired of the you house. Gotta, you don't. I'm tired is your of yard big. The backyard. I yeah, mean, it's, but it's, it's just bigger crap. than mine. Mine's yeah. tiny. I'm just. I'm tired of the layout. It sucks. Oh, and you have had. A... Oh. We've had some some issues with with water. Because, Draining. Yeah, because of the stupid builders, and I'm so yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna risk it. We're gonna put our house on the market. The, She's gonna make a million dollars and then go the, and downsize. I wish. No, <laughs> the the photographer's coming out on Tuesday. So so you are you hire all right, so are you hiring a photographer or is the real estate Yeah, company, the real estate the realtor um has is a coming to yeah. do all of that and Correct. So okay. after this I'm belting or uh, booking at home and I gotta go clean out some rooms. Yeah. So. So. I think I'm going to do some kayaking after this. And my husband went to drop off Will at his... Get rid of all the kids and the yep, dogs. Oh, speaking his, of animals, I got, I got Mr. Jingles. So she's got this cat. His name is Mickey. Yep. But from the very first time I met him, it's been Mr. Jingles. And I, he had a little bell thing oh, on. Oh, was that it? That's why. He was really, so tiny and cute. Now he's fat. He is huge. And he's sleeping behind Carrie's toilet. My dog, my little Yorkie, um, is a little bit of an asshole to cats. Yeah, and so it it um it's gonna be an interesting couple few whatever days weeks, it's be whatever fun. it is it's gonna be probably a couple weeks I think I'm it'll just be gonna lay out there. <laughs> <laughs> gonna lay what you say see you in twenty twenty two bitch I know, right? <laughs> thanks no I mean that's and that's fine. that's fine but I feel bad for for you know Mr Jingles because he's gonna puppy's gonna bug the shit out of him the whole time he'll be all right maybe he'll lose some fat. Some hair. Hauling ass from the dog all the time. You're right. <laughs> all right. So I guess we uh, want to go ahead and get started. Yeah, we should probably get into it. People are probably tired of hearing us ramble. Whatever. They love us. Yeah. Swoon. <laughs> Gag. All right. So there's, <laughs> so there's a, uh, when it, you know, let's just do a quick recap as I'm going through my notes here. So we know that uh, Marcel, when he was a child, he got into a little bit of trouble he was <clears throat> diagnosed several times as having one, if not several, <laughs> mental disorders. Depression. Um, depression, uh, melancholy. Uh, what else did we say? It was some other weird one that basically was depression. De- border por- border person. What is that? Borderline personality, personality disorder. disorder. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> from his childhood all the way into his adult life, there have been these these types of diagnoses, not only from family members who aren't psychiatrists, you know, uh, teachers, counselors, but also medically licensed psychiatrists. So he's run the gamut. But then there's also a lot of talk in the in my resources where they also thought that he was very good at feigning mental illness. So uh, in order to get out of trouble, yeah, he was smart. So he in, in wicked, smart. wicked smart, wicked smart. So again, you know, a little bit of trouble when he was a child uh, in the military. Now that he's married, um, he we think it was never confirmed that he killed those three women that we talked about, right? I'm 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 His, saying he is. I, he, he I I'm saying it too. In my mind, I believe it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and now he's back in France and he's opened up his new practice. And he's in a little bit of trouble again because no. he's still performing those illegal abortions, which I, whatever. But he's also prescribing cocaine and morphine prescriptions. Right. And he got caught. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then he, he got rid of the two people right. that he sold the prescriptions to. So there really wasn't anybody to stand up in court against him. So, you know, his... He hired any any hired a fancy attorney. Which, by the way, if you can hire a fancy attorney, I suggest hiring a fancy attorney. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but he got OJ. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? So, so um, he. I don't want to say he got out of jail free, but no, no charges were filed. But they did recognize the psychiatrist that talked to him during this trial understood that Marcel was playing a very clever game and it was not totally irrational and was the third time in his life that Marcel avoided prison. So it, not a good guy, right? Not a good guy. I he don't care what anybody like says. Yeah. He's not, he's not a wholesome dude, but I want to talk a little bit about um, where we're at now. So now we're uh, approaching world war two 
And I want to kind of put that into context in terms of what's going on. And while, so if we're talking about France, while the northern half of the country was occupied by the Germans, the lower half was called the Vichy Republic. And I probably butchered that, but... No, I think you're good. Vichy is, okay. I couldn't remember, right? Mm -hmm. And was um, nominally independent, but in fact, very much under German control. So there was, there was some shit going on and some, and some, some real stuff. I'm not saying this condones murder. I'm just saying that it was, they were hard times. Absolutely. So during this time, the French police were less effective than usual in catching criminals. Most of their resources were on orders for the Germans. And of course, what do you think most of their time was spent doing? Pursuing, pursuing Jews, right? right. Um, and communists. So there were a number of criminals that acted out without fear of retribution. So, and a number of ex-prisoners that were hired to help the police and the Gestapo. And so that's the secret German police. Oh, yeah. The Gestapo. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. And so Mm -hmm. basically, what my point is, is you could be a a serial killer probably at that time, a murder, uh, um, whatever you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And there was likely going to be any punishment that would come from it. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I can't imagine. It's just mass chaos there at that point. Right. You know, you've got people hauling ass because they are Jew. Right. Jew. They're Jewish. And... You know, they're looking for a hideout. You know, they're hiding. You've got people probably changing their names. They're, you know, denying oh, yeah. the fact that they are Jewish. They, they're you know, they're, they're trying s- to escape. Exactly. They're, and they are pro- and they're hiding in plain sight. Well, and, and you're going to see here in literally just a couple of minutes that they're looking for a way out so much so that they're probably, they're definitely trusting people that they shouldn't trust Absolutely. with tons of cash. Here's yep. 25,000 francs. Get me out of this Take me to Brazil or Argentina or whatever. Put me on a boat. Oh, definitely. So <clears throat> here's where I think it gets really interesting and extremely sad. So in 1941 and um, 1942, a number of, between 1941 and 1942, a number of dismembered bodies were found on a riverbank in Nazi-occupied Paris. Ugh. All of these bodies were unrecognizable, but they had very similar characteristics in terms of what had been done with them. So the eyebrows had been shaved off the lips had been removed Ew. yeah it was it was pretty gruesome there was definitely a serial killer on the loose in paris at that time a doctor by the name of paul which was a coroner working for the police performed the autopsy on all of these bodies and began to think that the murderer was a physician so the cuts the uh just the mo, the cons, yeah, the same how, well characteristics, but how clean it was, yeah. right? So somebody who studied anatomy and how to remove limbs. and how to re- well and how class. to perform any sort of <laughs> surgeries, right? Right, right. Would have known they probably they got access to scalpels, which I think we could probably get a scalpel on Amazon. But that back then, I don't know how easily scalpels were to <laughs> to obtain. Right? Definitely not on Amazon. And here's um, something that's pretty interesting, and this is why he thought that it was a physician. So he noted on the leg, one leg of each victim, there was a characteristic notch that was usually made by a pathologist um, and medical students when they finished a dissection and stuck their scalpel in the body. Unfortunately, this investigator failed in finding the perpetrator. So Marcel was never really... He wasn't even in the line of sight to be questioned. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely not somebody that was on their radar. Right. So all of these bodies had um, the same injuries or removal of body parts. They all had this notch that was very characteristic of um, a medical student or a pathologist. And medical students would have been like... when they were working on a cadaver or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, sure, not definitely. Not like, like a real person. So. I would hope not. But even if no formal proof was ever brought forward, it is nowadays mm-hmm. widely believed slash speculated that Marcel murdered these people and threw them into the river. It's just so... Well, do we know if they were Jewish? I, I never found any information that these groups... Okay. That this group was jewish okay so it was just a, a a bunch of corpses yeah and nobody was able to trace them back to say okay this was part of a jewish family or this one you know they were nazi I soldiers or i didn't even find anything mm-hmm. to, to to say that they were able to identify these it, oh okay okay yeah that would have been interesting to know if mm-hmm. if it were 
you know, a group of, were they Jews? Right. Or, but no, Marcel didn't care. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> just there was just throw yeah. some kind of speculation onto somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I, I was just curious. So he was, he was, and, and I'm trying to remember the number of bodies, but it was something like, you know, I, I want to say in the twenties, right? It was, it was, it was not like four or five people and that mm. would be bad enough. I'm not saying that, but it was, it was a large number. So it's just like in, in the Riviera, like here, toss and <laughs> here you go, here you go. I'm going to, and I don't, and it, did, it didn't seem like coins. whoever did this made it a, he just kind of tossed him down a bank. Yeah. They didn't get into the river to float away. Like he just right. didn't care. Mm. So Marcel at this time is doing really well and he buys a mansion and it's located in the 16th district of Paris, not far from the Gestapo's headquarters, right? Which we said was the secret German police. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Marcel wants to modify his property a little bit and he ends up calling a building firm and tells them to build a big wall around the garden to keep prying eyes out. So he's already starting to manipulate his house and his property a little bit to make it more secure and private. Mm-hmm. So they, they build this wall and then Marcel says, hey, you know what? On the inside of this mansion, on the inside of my house, I want you to build a triangular room. And so they build this triangular room. Triangular room? Yeah. Why triangle? And they, well, and they built a false door and they installed soundproof walls and a peephole. Holy shit. Okay. Cause that's not freaking telling at all. But I, so I, and I think we had this conversation when we talked about H.H. Oh, H. Holmes with all yes. of the secrets. I hope, and I just got chill bumps nowadays that. Oh. If a contractor was contracted to build a soundproof room yes. with gas lines yes. and peepholes, yeah. somebody they, would say something. I told you. I think I brought this up in H.H. H. Holmes. There was like the you contractor did. and his son and this yeah, you some did. freakazoid was like, oh yeah, it's Airbnb and um, I want you to fix up the basement here um, and we're going to make it soundproof. And I'd like you to put some hooks in the walls. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> F you. The guy was like, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to pass on that, John. And then we're going to go tell the cops. Because oh, who does that? Uh, well, they're going to be in, they're gonna be in the Marcel slash H.H. home category. Jeez, God. So I'll, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let the listener decide. Yeah, no doubt. That's crazy. Ooh. So here's where it gets a little sad. I don't say the whole thing is sad, right? And it, it's kind of heartbreaking, he, he, right? It's all sad. It's, it's all sad. It's all sad. So Marcel, <clears throat> Marcel knows a hairdresser. Now follow this, you guys. So Marcel knows a hairdresser by the name of Raul. And tell me that's not the coolest name ever. Raul. Ghostbuster. That was the ghost of Ghostbuster. Yeah, Raul. 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 And he also knows an artist named Edmund. And he decides to go into business with these guys. A doctor who is going to go into business with a hairdresser and an artist. And an artist. And I don't know what artist meant. Is it fucking poetry? Is he a painter? I, I got I nothing. I want to know musician? what kind of business deal this well, is going to be. We're about to, we about to go there. So he claims, Marcel claims, that he's found a way to help the Jews leave Paris. And get them out of town so they can start a new life in another country. Mm-hmm. And so he even has pretended to be a member of the resistance and the chief of a network called Flytox. It's T-O-K-S, Flytox, which, <clears throat> which was the name of a popular insecticide, actually, that was sold in France in the 20s and 30s. So it's a little ironic, right? Yeah. So he basically knows these people. He's like, hey, we can do some good. I'm a part of the resistance. I'm trying to help the Jews. Let's get them out of this. Let's get them out. Sure. Sure. So the code name for Marcel during this time was called, was Dr. Eugene. So Raul and Edmund along with Marcel decided that they were going to start smuggling people out of the city in exchange to be paid for a small commission. So Raul and Eugene would do the legwork, right? They do they try to find the people that wanted to be, that wanted freedom. Mm-hmm. And so they'd send them to Marcel. And these were people that were interested, like I said, in being smuggled out of the city. And of course, they would pay a small commission. Yes, yeah, small commission. Air quotes, right? Yeah, small my ass. So the first person that went to see Marcel was a man by the name of Joaquin. And he was from Poland. 
and he was sought after by the Nazis. I'm not sure why they were pursuing him specifically, but his name was on some list somewhere and they wanted to locate Joaquin. Uh He wanted to get out of town clearly and he wanted to go to Argentina. And the price for his freedom at that time was 25,000 francs. That equates to today, Mm -hmm. 27,000 US dollars. Dear Lord. So for 27,000 US dollars, I have no way of knowing what that was. And I didn't even do any research into trying to figure out what that type of money, what that was, what that would have looked like in Mm -hmm. US dollars then. Right. Uh, You guys, it's just a lot of money. Yeah, no. I I mean, I can imagine, well... Twenty seven thousand dollars now, but I mean it's it's for your life. I'd pay it. I mean, if I had it, I would. But think yeah. about it. All the, pe- yeah, the people, yeah, the people that, that didn't, didn't have it, right? right? So Marcel said, "Yeah, you know, I promised to give you a fake passport to help you get to safety outside of France, mm-hmm. uh, aka Argentina." Mm-hmm. So the idea was to travel to Spain, and when they were in Spain, they would hop on a ship, a boat to South America. And then he would be free. So Joaquin accepts the deal. He sells his business. So he has a business. He sells his business. He withdraws around 2 million francs from the bank. So he sells his business. He Mm -hmm. takes whatever he has out in the bank and savings. And in January of 1942, he meets Marcel at Marcel's mansion, which now has this secret triangular triangular room and these walls that he built around it so he can do all of his dirty deeds. Dear Lord, this is going to go south real quick. Really quick, right? So it's been several weeks after that he's met Marcel. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, after several weeks, I don't know how long this trip should have taken him. But it's been several weeks. I figured he would be at least in Spain by now and maybe on a boat somewhere after that. Right. Um, Well, Joaquin was married and his wife hadn't heard from him at, at all. And was trying to figure out what happened to her husband. And she decides to contact Dr. Eugene, a.k.a. Marcel. Oh, no. And and she had this feeling in her gut. She never trusted him. She Mm -hmm. never trusted him. She can't go to the police. But her husband was wanted. And they were doing whatever they thought they needed to do to get him to safety. Every woman's gut is right. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Just saying. So she didn't go to the police because it was already a dangerous situation, especially back then, right? Um, she, she, and I don't know what, she, what I would have done in that situation, right? You can't go to the well, no, French you're Jewish, police because... Right. Well, my, my question is, why didn't she go with them, though? I don't know. I don't, that that she had, I, I don't know that she had any... I think the plan was that she would come eventually, right. but he needed to get out of there immediately. Mm-hmm. Maybe establish where to live and then come pick her up. Could be. Right? I don't know or how that just, would work out, but just send her ass over. Just go to the border and I'll yeah. jump in the car. Hop on, hop on a, <laughs> hop on a boat. Yeah, exactly. So Marcel was able to produce what he said were letters from Joaquin, and they were analyzed by experts, um, <clears throat> and they were convinced that at least one of the letters was written by Joaquin, but the other two were completely fake. So the theory is that Marcel made Joaquin write write the letters just before he killed him. Each time the doctor dealt with a, another Jew or someone else that he was trying to help needed, that needed to leave France, he would take that same amount of money, the $25,000 francs, or the 25,000 francs. Mm-hmm. Um, he would steal their luggage. He would steal their clothes. He would take all their personal savings and he would kill them. Well, what I don't understand, and this is so stupid. I mean, I know he's psycho, right? And I know he's a, a, a psychotic, you know, killer who just wants to kill for the sake of killing. But I mean, you're already taking their money. You're already getting a fee for helping them. I mean, that's a ton of money. I know. And, and so is, I guess the main driver here is that he wanted to kill yeah. not not so much the money well and I, that was just a that was a icing on the cake yeah he was a, a he was a serial killer it, right and he was a thief because i mean i just take the money and help him over the border i i would do the same thing like right. i but i'm also not a serial killer no, exactly so that's why it was like, like, it was hard like, for me to like be in that i don't even know that right shoes, like i don't I know that i could no I don't even know. I mean, have I ever wanted to hurt someone? Yes. I mean, I think we all have been there. Have I ever dreamt about somebody dying? Yes. Yeah, I can't say that I haven't. Have I ever thought about killing someone? One time. Just the one. 
I yeah, <laughs> the one. Yeah, I I wanted to put a knife through his jaw, but other than that, no, no, yeah. that one time, it's not something that I think about every day. No, I can't. And then I guess I mean I think about uh, other things a lot, but not not that. Like I don't have a craving like that. Maybe stepping on a rusty nail. Mm. You know, something something mild, something not as bad. Right. Like and and now I believe a lot more in karma because because that bitch will come around a block. So you damn skippy. I I don't wish nay a negative thing on an person. I mean, I might hope I might hope your kids never learn how to read, but I'm not going to hope anything worse than that <laughs> happens, right? Like, I hope your kids never learn how to read. That to me is horrible. Right. I hope they never learn to read. But I don't, outside of that, no, I just, um. And if they know how to read, I hope they forget. Forget. <laughs> I hope they never learn math. I mean, it's. <laughs> I hope they fail algebra. <laughs> those are the types of, those, that's the type of thing that I right. think about now. I try to, I try to keep things, uh. Mild. Very mild. Yeah. In my twenties, it was a different situation. Agreed. Yeah. So, so we know that that Joaquin is gone, right? Yeah, and he and yeah, the sole and, driver for this shit is just that he wants to kill people, right? Marcel is like, hey, um, I sent him off. Here's three letters. One we like we like one we believe that he wrote, maybe mm-hmm. two, but then the other ones, it's my belief that Marcel wrote them right. after. Well, it's the same, you know, equivalent to today's world where. I'm going to go ahead and send this text as this person. Right. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that's happening during a war. The brothels are shut down and the bars are shut down. And that's a big deal. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, remember the pandemic? Mm Mm-hmm. No bar? That sucks. That's the worst. At least let a damn red dot open. Well, they let the red... Didn't they? Now, the, the guy out here in Chapin, who I love, man, and there's two people I don't piss off. My bartender... And, and the red dot guy? And my hairdresser. But, but Wait, the red dot guy is kind of in there with the bartender. Let's clarify. Red dot guy is the uh, here in South Carolina. And I don't know if it's because sometimes they call them packies in, in, in Massachusetts. So red dot here, guys, is the, alcohol store. It's the liquor store. And it, and, and it shit you not, they're red dots. Yeah, three the, red dots. Three red dots above the door. And it's called, no shit, red dot store. Yeah. And sometimes they may say, oh, this is Chapin Liquor. But then you have the three red dots. So yes, I, anytime I talk about, even if we're talking about like Total Wine or Greens, I'm like, I'm going to the red dot. It's the red dots. Yes. So, I don't know why it's three red dots, but that's... I don't know. But and so I have said that when I've talked to people and they're like, know, what from the, the Midwest or the North. They're like, yeah. I'm like... What? No, we're not being what? racist or we're not labeling. It's literally <laughs> called a store the red dot. with red dots. So, you know, the, the brothels were shutting down. The bars are shutting down because of the war. And, you know, Marcel decided that he was going to promise safe passages to pimps and oh, prostitutes. Nice. Really right? nice. Yeah. Um, and the only ones that were really open were the ones that were catering to the Germans exclusively. So we're talking about bars and brothels. The right. ones that were only open were the ones that were catering to the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, I got to get out of here for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Dozens of French women working in the oldest profession in the world and their quote unquote managers had immigrated to South America in hopes that they would be able to, you know, find more clients. So they were starting to migrate. It's just fun. It's just funny yeah. to me. Like a pimp takes all of his. Come on, prasties. Let's go. <laughs> We're migrating. <laughs> And so this was especially true in the case of a, well, I don't know if I should call him a gentleman, but a man mm. named Joseph. And he was in fear of, of the Gestapo and wanted to get out of town. And he wanted to leave France and he wanted to take his girls with him. However, <laughs> come on, ladies. However, he didn't trust Marcel. So again, follow your gut, people. And why did he not trust Marcel? I don't know. Well, because he's a serial killer. Well, he is, but I don't know that he knew. Like, I don't know how public the Joaquin situation yeah, was. Yeah. At like, if that was something that was, you can yeah happening but, at that time, or if it was something that you know much later. I get the sense on. that it was pretty close. There are people after that give you bad vibes. Oh, I can imagine this dude is just a creepy. I mean, the picture of Look him at is him. creepy. He looks greasy. He's got devilish eyes. Yeah, like, he if does. you cover up his nose and his mouth on the screen. To, and I do this with a lot of people. Like, I'm always... Like, when I look at them, if if your eyes look weird to me... Oh. Out. Well, see, 
And I look at people's teeth. So. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I do. You, at- you got a fucked up grill. Yeah. No offense to all the fucked up grills that are listening. <laughs> so we wanted to. T- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm totally not editing. He wanted, that out. <laughs> he wanted to take his tricks with him, Mar- but again, you know, he didn't trust Marcel. So what this? What is this? What does this grimy dude do? He's like, hey. I'm going to send two of my guys to talk to him. Oh, my God. (laughs) To see the doctor, and he wants to send him over there to talk to him. So they go and they talk to him, and they think it's legit. They think Marcel is legit. Um, So Joseph decides that, okay, I'll go have a conversation with Marcel. And Marcel produces those three letters that Joaquin wrote slash Marcel wrote. And he says, hey, here's proof. He's written a couple times. He's oh, all that good. I, yeah, that this guy, I Promise got him you. safely over yeah. the border. Okay. So Joseph is like, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Clearly you can't write a letter. So I believe, I believe that Joaquin did this. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was one of the people that you said, I hope your kids can't write. Right. <laughs> so he felt reassured, you know, and nonetheless, his corpse was one of those uh, bodies that was later found on the the river in the bank and yeah. in my number was 27 it's 27 <sighs> bodies total right oh my so goodness. he was one of the bodies that was found over there so at least he was identified mm-hmm. that's so bad awful so how did marcel murder his victims and so you guys are probably like why the fuck is she not talking about the gruesome shit well because it was very hard mm-hmm. to find out exactly what he did to each person uh, historians nowadays believe that he pretended to inject them in order for them to to be able to get on the ship. He had to give them some antibiotics and some inoculations. So, oh, so they wouldn't catch like diseases, typhoid fever, or right. whatever the hell you catch on a boat with a bunch of people. So he conned them and gotcha. said, "Hey, I got to give you this injection, mm-hmm. um, and it's anti-typhoid inoculation." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was actually poison. Oh, God. So he'd inject them. He'd take them to his triangular room that he built. He'd lock them in there, and he would watch them die through the peephole. Now, I oh, I don't know exactly what kind of poison it was, but I think it was this fire, that fly talk poison that we talked about oh, a little bit yeah, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the insecticide. Yeah. And, and that's all, you know, none of this can be proven with, none of this is, it can be proven as a fact, right? Mm-hmm. This is all speculation at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was still gruesome to think that, all right, I'm going to think, think about like, I think one of the like hope, hope is so strong, right? Like mm-hmm. I have hope that I'm going to survive. I have hope that yeah. I'm going to leave this terrible place and I'll be in Argentina in a couple weeks and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be free. Yeah. And then, then to know that you're locked into a room and you've been injected with poison, I can't imagine that it was quick, especially since this oh, was the guy no. that liked to sew cat anuses shut and watch how they, you know? Yeah. So. Mm, yeah, that's all. That's just horrible. And and if you think about, like I said, I just mentioned the whole cat thing, but it, they're very similar. He enjoyed watching. The agony of other people, yeah. animals. Yeah. yeah. The demise. So, yeah, not good. So in 1943, the Germans begin to hear of this famous Dr. Eugene. Now, I've been saying Marcel, right? But for this fly was- talk and this uh, resistance, he's Eugene, Dr. Eugene. So in 1943, the Germans began to hear of the famous Dr. Eugene. Now, so think about it. In Marcel slash AKA whatever Dr. Eugene is killing people because he's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. But... To the Germans and the Gestapo, he is freeing, freeing yeah, the, Jews. the Jews. So you see the, the thing that's going on here? Yeah, yeah. So at the time, there were 14 Gestapo offices in Paris, and their main goal was to find and kill Jews and, and the communists, right? Right. So Hitler had attacked the Soviet Union on June 22nd in 1941, and that ended any pretense of alliance with the communist nation. So I know you guys are like, but wait a minute, they're communists. So there's a, there's a lot of history here, yeah, and I'm trying not to go into a lot of detail, but just give you guys a little bit of information. So answer some some of these potential Well, it just explains the chaos. And, and it is, right? Yeah. Um, and just how 
Dr. Eugene slash Marcel. I just, I, I'm still in awe by him, right? So the headquarters of the German Gestapo in Paris was located very close to Mar Marcel's mansion. Essentially, Marcel was surrounded by either Germans or French collaborators, so it was quite unlikely that he was helping people to reach Argentina, as he later claimed during right. his trial. And of course, basically what he, he tried to use this as a way to say, no, I was only killing Jews. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of smart. I know, right? It was very deviously oh, yeah. smart. Yeah. So to catch Dr. Eugene... The, you know, they, the Gestapo decides to lay a trap and they use a Jewish prisoner by the name of Yvonne Dreyfus. In exchange for Yvonne's freedom and a significant sum of money, Dreyfus had to find Dr. Eugene or Marcel and he had to lure him into the hands of the Germans. So here's a Jew that was already in prison who the, the French and German police said we'll let you go free mm -hmm. but you got to find this other guy and bring him to us so i, I can't imagine that kind of stress no, and anxiety I and, and no. like i would be spitting up blood every day definitely so he finds yvonne right he finds marcel and they meet in may of 1943 but unfortunately for the germans dreyfus was an extremely honest jew and he warned marcello of the trap Oh, God. Yeah. And, and I don't... And here's the thing. Dreyfus didn't know that Mar, that Marcella was a... Marcel was a serial killer. Right. Thought, oh, yeah. He, he thought, thought, this he, guy's going to get me out of here. Yeah. So both of them is, succeeded in escaping the Gestapo. However, Marcel did not feel any gratitude towards Dreyfus, and he ended up killing him. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That, that tracks. Yeah. What a douche rocket. Yeah. God. I, I fear... Can, can, can we let this guy... I mean, he... He, he just keeps getting away yeah. and away and away. Yep. Oh, my God. Now, with the first operation being a disaster, because the Germans are like, well, we can't, we can't let any more Jews help us out anymore, they decide to try a different approach. Um, and they track, I'm calling them the minions, right? But those mm -hmm. are the, the two other guys that he was working with. Sure. So they decide to, to, to track them. Yeah. So this meant that they they end up finding him, right? And they well they at least found Raul. So they find him, they capture him, they torture him. Can't imagine what that oh. torture was like back then, but I'm thinking like it um, wasn't good. Like, you know, toothpicks under the fingernails type of torture. Waterboard. And and probably even worse than that. Yeah. Um like you could just scrape your nails across a chalkboard Ooh, and I'm going to tell you whatever you want. So stop it. Uh, and, and he finally does give the name, um, give Dr. Eugene up, right? So they get him. The mm -hmm. cops get him. Marcel, Thank he's goodness. in. Yep, they, he's arrested. He's sent to prison. Everybody was convinced that he helped Dreyfus leave the country. Versus, versus you know, hack him up and throw him kill in the him, bank. right? Yeah. So, but, and again, the Gestapo had no idea that their latest prisoner was not a resistance fighter, that he was actually a serial killer. So he, he kind of had some things going for him, and then he. Kind of didn't. Right. But with, on the pretense of, like, I feel like if he just went and talked to them, like, like here's the deal. Hey, look, I'm killing the Jews I'm killing you. the Jews. Yeah. Got a problem. But, you know, I don't want to be arrested for it. So exactly. just let me alone. So, so during this time that he's arrested, like, Marcel gets a little bit of karma, right? Mm -hmm. He's tortured frequently during the next several months. Um, you know... Tortured so bad that I would imagine any other regular person would have broken. But uh, he was anything but normal, and he kept silent despite the beatings, the immersion in freezing water. Oh, oh and they filed his teeth. <gasps> oh, I hate going to the dentist. And the so, thought of, oh, my God. So the, so when you think about torture, that's just probably the, the three things that they... Oh, I have an instant headache now. That is... It's terrible, right? Oh. So, you know, of course, now he's getting a little bit of karma. a little bit of karma. Good for he, well, I mean, he deserves so much more. Agreed. Right. He's between a rock and a hard place. Um, and he even tried to tell them, no, I'm a I'm a part of the resistance. You know, I'm I am I, I am I'm not who you think I am. But he never said I'm a serial killer. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like they'd be like, oh, OK, so let me. Let me ask this. Are you targeting Jews? Why, yes. All right, then we'll let you go. Well, you know, and then he, he couldn't he couldn't say that um, 
yeah, a rock and a hard place. If he if he's like I'm one way or this, the other, yeah, I'm going to to prison for a serial killer in France. But if I'm this, you guys are going to execute me. Right? I think yeah, but I think I would have just in the, in these times, it was almost worse being a Jew and somebody who is helping Jews escape yeah. versus being a serial killer who was killing. You could have just said anybody. Killing He's killing anybody. But he well, could yeah, have just said, hey, you're right. I'm killing Jews. Just Jews only. It, right. And so I feel like I would have gone that way. Well, and so he thought in his head that if he admitted to being a serial killer, that it would be the guillotine. Um, so, and... Versus... I think I would have... Versus being handed by, to the to the Jews, right? And I think right. I'm, I'm with you. I'd have, I'd have probably side with, sided with the Jews. Uh, yeah. I mean, the um, Germans. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I, I mean, I would have taken would've. my... Taking the risk. Here's here's what I'll say. If I was a serial killer, I wouldn't get caught. How about that? Oh, look at you. <laughs> because I love your modesty. And you are absolutely a stealth <laughs> killer. You guys should have seen me on the bike yesterday. I just was like, I'm the klutz. I'm sorry. I I fell. I have a bruise. Yeah, you'd be a great serial um, killer. There was this one bridge like this, right? I would, plan that, I would plan that a lot better, right? I'd right. have line for line, 15-minute increments of what we're doing. This doesn't fit into my plan. And then you'd accidentally I'd be kill like, yourself. I'd be like, uh, what's that, Isaac Keys? <laughs> Israel Keys. Israel Keys, right. Whenever shit didn't go right, he, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, when he was not being tortured, he was kept in a holding cell with real members of the resistance who who admired his courage for not saying anything. Uh, and they really thought that he was one of them. See? Mm-hmm. There and, you go. And even until Marcel's execution, several of those people that he was in prison with um, thought that he was innocent, that he was not a serial killer. Mm. So in 1944, Marcel was released by the Germans for reasons that we don't know. He was released. He peace out. Was let go. They let go. Um, And he, of course, he leaves Paris because he's like, "Fuck this!" Thank God. Going back to, I'm going back to my hometown, which is right around Burgundy. Um, however, dumbass, (laughs) let's go back to the scene of the crime. He decides to go back to Paris to get rid of any evidence of his crimes, and he wanted to get rid of, uh, you know, bodies that he had. Um, that he buried some of these bodies in, in mass graves. So he did ask his younger brother, his name was Maurice, Maurice, to bring him 40, 400 kilos of whitewash. And this would have helped to dissolve the bodies. Okay, I was going to say, what is whitewash? Yeah, but it was a chemical that, that would help. Uh, I guess I would compare it to maybe like a lime. Yeah, okay. Right? I, I, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. So it's helping the decomposition it's of bodies. supposed to speed okay. it up, Got but it. it was taking too much time for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he decides to burn these bodies in his house, in the Ew. fireplace in his house. Can you imagine the smell? Mm, well, that's... <gasps> yeah. So, and, and then all the belongings that he picked up from these Jews, that or whoever he was... Killing. Killing. Mm-hmm. He was also giving those away to some friends. Mm-hmm. So giving the the what as gifts? Yeah, here's some luggage. Um, here's some luggage here with go. a whole bunch of clothes that may or may not fit. Right, and 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 I'm assuming in there there would have been some other valuables like maybe silver, sure, or you know, one of candlesticks or silverware or whatever because yeah. that was a big big. Oh thing yeah, back definitely. Then. Who knows? Maybe some fine silk. I don't know. I I got I got nothing. Um, so, but one day Marcel's not near the mansion. He takes off to go run an errand or do whatever you do when you're burning bodies. I got nothing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what priority. I got to go buy some stamps. Like what? Right? So while he's, while he's gone and just like you said, Chrissy, burning a body is a foul, foul odor. And it's, it goes out from the chimney and it spreads around the neighborhood. And He's it's stupid. Yeah, I know. That's why I like these serial killers. Like, just where please. are you at on the spectrum? Just let me know because you're really wicked smart, but you're kind of wicked stupid. Wicked dumb. Wicked dumb. Because so, oh god, what? A, and he's a doctor. You would think that he would know like a decomposing well, he's an body. Accelerated doctor. I don't. I don't know really what kind of schooling this kid got. This Remedial cat. accelerated. Right. <laughs> right. So it causes the people, his neighbors in in the neighborhood, to complain. So much so that several of them went to the authorities to be like, "Look, I don't know what's going on, but this has got to stop. This is shitty. It is stank. It's terrible." 
So it wasn't didn't take long for firemen and police to come to the house. And of course, Marcel wasn't there. So they break into the house and they find bodies that are on fire in the house. And, and they're seeing bones. They're seeing. I mean, I, I don't. You might as well set the whole fucking house on fire. I was going to say, concerned. just set the whole damn house on fire and say everybody got trapped. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know. So, it, you know, short time later, Marcel's riding his bicycle and he comes back and he sees the cops. He sees the firefighters there. Clearly understands that something's very wrong. And he starts talking to some of the police officers that are surrounding the buildings. And they're <gasps> saying, he's saying, no, I'm not Marcel. I'm Maurice, my younger oh, brother. Oh, what a douche. And basically what he found out was that they knew what was going on. He has been discovered. Um, and before he could be identified and arrested, he hauls ass. On his bike. So he hauls ass. And it's right. Come on, Pat, Charlie, do it. So he takes off and they take some, I don't know, hours, maybe a day or two. I don't know, but it takes them a while to figure out that Marcel is the owner of the house and that, hey, that was Marcel. Oh, yeah, by the to. way, shit. Because you imagine, because nowadays, <sighs> you, you're, there's no, or back then, there was no instant gratification. Oh, you yeah. You had to go to the police station and you had to probably look in a folder in a cubby somewhere. Exactly. And there was a picture and right. blah, blah, blah. So this, of course, becomes an open case and they assign it to the captain his name is George. I'm not going to try to say his last name because... Um, Let's just call him Georgie. We'll just call him George. Curious George. Curious George. Um, so he's a police detective who today is considered to be one of the first criminal profilers. I'm not saying the first, oh, but wow. he was... They were right around... This is right around the time where they were starting to profile criminals and mm-hmm. he was one of the first ones. Okay. So a total of... You know, 27, 28 bodies were found in the mansion, and then Marcel is still missing. So he has he has taken the bodies mm-hmm. wherever he put them because he didn't have them all in the house. He had disposed of them and outside of the mansion somewhere. Right, right. And then he, but he goes and gets them, and he brings them back, and then he burns them in his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... Ugh. Anyway... His wife, which we haven't talked about in a while, but his wife's name is Georgette. Oh, yeah. She's still around? Yep. She's still around. Through this whole thing? Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I think, the, I think it's... I think it was easier back then to shield your loved ones from the... from the. Well, I'm just curious, like... the shit that you're doing. He was in jail, so... Oh, yeah. She's still there. And she was still there. She's still there. Oh, wow. Maybe she just had nowhere to go. Well, the police arrest her. They're like, look, bitch... You got to know something. Thank you. I mean, and I'm even on that side. You got to know something. Like this guy, you got to know something. Well, surely she smelled it too. Like in the <laughs> Well, no, remember remember they had moved back to Burgundy? Oh, so that's he right. Goes, yeah. Oh, okay. So he, he went back to Paris um, on his own. Okay. Um, but, you know, she's she's a little she's a little smart. So as soon as she gets there, she faints immediately. Oh, and they God. take her to the hospital. Um, Give me a break. Yeah, but the next day they're like, "Look, we're not done. We're still gonna, we're still gonna question you." Yeah, um, and they also arrest Marcel's brother Maurice, and he claims that he knows nothing about any illegal activity of of whatever my brother is doing. But detectives asked because they'd heard about this four hundred kilos of um, that chemical. Yeah, right? the whitewash. To, yeah, they had heard about that, <clears throat> and. He starts to get nervous, but he does say that he was asked to bring 400 kilos, come on, for some cockroaches. Oh, now, how They were infested. D- they were being invaded by cockroaches. I don't know how many, so I here, mean, how here, big is 400 so here kilos? Is, here is how I, when I, here's how I compare it to, like a suitcase full. Okay, so it's, so it's one a- to one to two suitcases filled would be like, so think about a kilo of cocaine. This is how I did this, you guys, right? Nice. Times 400. Oh. So depending on... So like your suitcase, the one you yeah. travel with, probably like that big. So... So like then like two suitcases. Yeah. So in... Okay. So it says 400 kilograms equals 881 pounds. Yep. How the fuck would you get... I just... For some, for cock- some cockroaches. <laughs> Those are some big ass cockroaches. Those are some... What do we call them here? Palmetto... Or, Palmetto, Palmetto bugs. bugs, yeah. I mean, fly, and I don't know that they have them over there. Our French listeners, yeah. And so, you know, so again, y'all got some serious cockroaches. However, <laughs> however, neighbors had seen Maurice give suitcases to strangers several times over the past month. Mm-hmm. So, or the past several months, right? 
And the information that the police have is it's a little damning, right? And it starts to scare Maurice. And, you know, he does finally say, okay, look, I helped Marcel uh, and I and I gave some of the items away. Mm-hmm. He gave me some items, some suitcases, some personal belongings, and I gave it to some friends. Right. Okay. And so that's how he's trying to tiptoe out of things. He's like, look, I don't know what it's about. I don't, don't ask, don't tell, mm-hmm. which again, you guys follow your guts because if somebody gives you two suitcases worth of stuff and say, Hey, go give this to somebody. Yeah. Probably and then, and not look in it. Don't look in it. <laughs> but it's for some cockroaches. God. And, but then again, when he was trying to get rid of all the personal belongings, uh, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. also giving. So, so basically yeah, what yeah. Maurice does here is he gives up the name of one of the couples that he gives oh, some okay. shit to, right? Okay. Which kind of really is going to steal the deal. So at this time, Marcel's been on the run. He's been gone for five months. Police are like, look, we really need to catch this guy. We have no idea who he's killed in this, this five months. Right. Um, so they decide to fake, to publish a fake article, uh, because I can't, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine myself responding to it, but, um, and they claimed that, uh, Marcel worked for the Nazis and oh. they hoped that this would humiliate him enough and anger him enough to force him to answer back to the newspaper and, and in essence, give them some clues as to where he's at, how, you know, when can we find you? How can we get you arrested? Mm-hmm. And it worked with me. Yeah, it worked with me. Help me help you. Yeah, help me help you. <laughs> and it worked. So they received a very indignant letter whose complaint contained details that only Marcel would have known. Wow. The police sent the letter to numerous um, veterans of the resistance, and one of them recognized the writing of a gentleman called Henry Wetterwald, Wetterwald um, oh. which was Marcel. So he had some other alias mm-hmm. and can you imagine i mean that's how narcissistic this little punk ass is that you're going to respond to the newspaper and go oh no 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 yeah. i didn't work for the nazis you pricks yep oh my god what? because because oh. here's the thing they they figured he would try to still be doing some work sure. for the resistance and right. then so the doctor marcel in turn, was working for an official organization that studied the cases of people convicted of collaborating, right? Right. So he was arrested in the subway station in a subway station on Halloween 1944. He was wearing thick eyeglasses and carrying a big stuffed toy bear in order to avoid recognition. How so he had tried would... to alter his look, but he was right. also being weird by carrying a stuffed animal. I was going to say, what kind of weird-ass dude with thick glasses is holding a effing teddy bear? Well, nowadays, way? we know what kind of weird-ass dude we're doing hey, that. little girl. But also, right. think about it, he could also be a serial killer. I feel like that just points you out as a serial killer. Like, here, here's your look sign. Look at me, right? So during the interrogations, Marcel kept saying that he had been a member of the resistance. See how he's playing this yeah, back and he's forth? Just paint, yeah. That he had been a member Jeez. of the resistance and that he had participated in the liberation of Paris. So this last claim, at least, did did check out. It's mm-hmm. intended to be true. When he was on the run, he encountered members of the French forces and fought with them against the Germans on Parisian streets. And his new comrades never suspected him since... You know, he was a doctor, and he was also very articulate. Mm -hmm. So they didn't think, hey, there's no way this smart guy can be a... A serial killer. Right. And Marcel was not his real name when he was a part of the resistance either. It was uh, Dr. Henry? Or the Henry Wetterwald? Why does that sound so weird, Wetterwald? It sounds like... Wetterwalds. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It sounds like he's got a lisp of some sort. Dr. Wetterwald. So... Marcel was not a real member of the resistance, which we know, but more of an opportunist like a lot of French people. He understood in 1944 that the Nazis had almost lost the war and that afterwards, you know, afterwards during and during collaborations, they were going to be hunted down. So therefore, it was important to be remembered as a patriot. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to be on the receiving end of the guillotine. Oh, sure. Right. The, the judge who was in charge of the hearing uh, did not believe Marcel. He thought he was a serial killer. 
and decides to concentrate his efforts on the 49 suitcases found in the couple's home, which contained more than 600 kilos of jewelry, Jeez. clothes, and other personal effects from the Jews that he quote unquote helped. Wow. So 49 suitcases. And I, you guys, I don't know, like nowadays our Chrissy suitcase is fucking huge. But if you think about like the old, probably like in the 50s, 60s like style suitcase, just the one, oh. just the suit, just the old cloth suitcase with the oh, handle, yeah. like those yeah. old, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm envisioning. But and still that's 600 a lo- kilos. That's a thousand pounds almost. And, and so do the math at how many people you think he, Oh, well, not only that, but here I'm thinking like Georgette playing stupid. Where's she going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, where the hell did this suitcase come from? And right. where did this one come from? Yeah. Georgette, come on. She, she was, she was, she knew something. She knew something. She did. Come right? on, George. And of course, <laughs> George et. And of course, the police, nobody at that time, they hadn't seen anything like this. The judge made the contents of the suitcase um, known to the public in hopes that Somebody would see something and say, oh, wait, that's mine. That's mine. Or that was my husband's or that was, that was so-and-so. They wanted to see if they belonged to any relatives or friends. Right. And there were several journalists that made fun of the judge for doing this, but it was a, it was a winning strategy and it's unfortunate. And we already knew this, but Joaquin's wife, the first Jew that he was supposed to help found several items that her husband had taken with him before meeting the doctor. Yeah. Uh, they also found this one's hard, and I, I don't know, I don't know about this one. But they also found the body of a child at the mansion. <gasps> yeah, and so oh, it, it was probably somebody trying to get away with their child, right? And, and they, they was, had to kill the kid. Yeah. Um, oh, what and, a sick fuck. And so it's you know it's very clear that Marcel was lying, that he was not a member of the resistance, and that he had no remorse or sympathy for any of the people that he tortured. He well, fucking it just tortured it remind me like H. H. Holmes when he took. The two kids with him, you know, and they found him dead. So, I mean, God, it's like this guy was, you know, the the clone. That's awful. I, I know. I know. Oh, so, so, so many similarities. Yeah. And now, you know, Marcel was a serial killer that targeted innocent people and was, and he was starting to see and understand that his lies were no longer being believed. Thank God. Thank God, right? He refused at one point to answer any more questions while he was detained and he wrote um, a small book. And in English, um, it translates to The Chance Defeated. Uh, the chance to what? Like, kill? The, I mean, what's your chance? And what were you defeated as? A serial killer? And I made note of it because I want to see if I can find it. Yeah. They, but if I can find it in English, right? On Amazon? Yeah, wherever. <laughs> but this book was said to be very irrational, and it you'll see truly how imbalanced he was. So you'll Ugh. start, like I can imagine now things are starting to unravel. He's probably damn near crazy at this point. Yeah, no doubt. And he's just spilling but, his guts. Well, that needs spiraling, spiraling, yeah. spiraling. Yep. So in November of 1945, the judge gives his report to the public. There were dozens of suspects, including his brother, his wife, the couple that he had given suitcases Suitcase. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were people who were involved in his businesses. Mm-hmm. But the judge really wanted to focus on the doctor. He did not want anybody to take anything away from from the focus, focusing on Marcel, because that's what we're here for. And he feared that if there was too many defendants, he might get away with some or all of the murders. And he didn't want that. So he was trying to limit what he could. The trial began in March of 1946, and of course, it was a media sensation. The doctor was known as the Butcher of Paris or even Dr. Satan, and he wasn't the only Dr. Satan, but, you Mm -hmm. know, there's several Dr. Satans. Sure. He truly was one of the first, um, not the first, but one of the first French serial killers. He took advantage of a difficult time for France and murdered, I'm saying, at a minimum 27 people. Um, and if I had to put a number on top of that, I would probably say 35 mm-hmm. is yeah. what I would say. And that's, that's just me guessing, mm. doing some quick math. But during his trial, he kept saying that he had been a resistance fighter and he was only killing German collaborators and pimps. Pimps. <laughs> <laughs> who tried to convince the... <laughs> right? <laughs> and he tried to convince the member of the jury that, that he was a writer of wrongs. Because... I was killing pimps. I was writing the world. I was, yeah. And I was getting getting rid of all these German collaborators. Right. 
I just, yeah, as I hopefully, as the ju oh, jury member, yeah, I would have said, fuck that, you're, an, you're just an evil shithead. So, you know, then it kind of starts to go sideways for him. And to give even more weight to what he was saying, he did claim to be responsible for a total of 63 deaths. Total. Wow. He made fun of the judge. He did everything in his power to discredit the court. Three psychiatrists testified at his trial, and all of them were convinced that Marcel was responsible for these murders. Now, he wasn't being charged for 63, um, just at 27. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were so convinced that he planned everything from the purchase of the mansion to the injection of this vaccine into his victims this time. The psychiatrists weren't fooled, and on April 4th, Marcel was sentenced to death by guillotine. Good. Chop his head off. So this was the first death sentence handed down by a French court since the end of World War II. Wow. Yeah. Of course, they didn't have time to do anything else. I know. They were too busy killing innocent people. Right. Um, and, and on the original day he was scheduled to be executed, the guillotine that they had there mm. malfunctioned. Oh, man. Yeah. Unfair. <laughs> well, so he got to live another day, but on the next day at 3.30 a.m., and I didn't even know this was a thing, mm -hmm. but they, a portable guillotine was delivered to the prison and assembled. A, a portable, portable? A portable, yeah. Just because when, when you got to do it, and I don't know, somebody's on their deathbed and you still got to be killed by a guillotine, <laughs> we're just going to take it out there to you. I thought that was funny because, I mean, what I remember seeing in pictures and drawings was this massive, massive thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, well, the, I, yeah, portable is kind of funny. What was it? Just like I a, think, you know what I think about, and this is wrong. I think about a mandolin for some reason. I don't know why the kitchen mandolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I clearly too small, but a little it bit pops into my head. Yeah, I don't like know. maybe just something. Oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm using my hands. You portable guys toothbrush. Portable. You Google portable guillotine. How about I'm? That? I yeah. I'm so. I'm a, so the execution was carried out on May 25th, and Marcel's last words to the judge before his sentence was carried out was, Gentlemen, I have one last piece of advice. Look away. This will not be pretty to see. Yeah. Don't it's give not me that frowny be... face. Well, so it, I'm sorry. I just got to, you know, talk about this portable guillotine Did real quick. Did you find it? Yeah. So it's, I mean, basically it's portable. <laughs> And it, it's got to be smaller. It's it's smaller. It's smaller. I mean, you'd probably have to put it on a carriage. We'll need to put this on the website then. Definitely. It, it it's definitely Clip that picture. It and and what's funny is it's being compared to a paper cutter. So guillotine or mandolin was not far off. You weren't too far <laughs> off, but yeah, essentially you're. Yeah, there's a. Ooh, pinching. Oh, see, at least with the guillotine, it's kind of it's kind of as quick as it can be. But yep. all right, you know what? I'm gonna have to see it in a minute. Um, so at 5:05 a.m., um, the blade drops, and witnesses said that Marcel was smiling, Ugh. and he was calm, and that his head just tumbled into the basket. Gross. So just a couple more things before we before we wrap. But there have been several historians that have come out since his death and said that he should not have been sentenced to die. Why? They're convinced that he was legally insane and that his attorney should have been more prepared for a better defense. So they're saying that his attorney didn't do a really good job and they, oh. they think that he truly was insane, which I think he absolutely was insane. Well, yeah, sure. But he's still, I'm sorry, he killed oh, he's all those still people. Guilty. Yeah, yeah, he's still guilty. Sorry. Marcel had, after all, been arrested several times in his life diagnosed several times in his life, even as a child, um, as having been mentally unstable. And not to mention the months that he spent in an asylum. Mm -hmm. All of these clearly had an impact on his psychological state. And I don't know how something like that would turn out today, meaning if, if, they, if you had somebody who had that many diagnoses and mm -hmm. had been institutionalized. Sure. But then on the other hand, Marcel was a brilliant student. He succeeded in becoming mayor. He had many lucrative businesses and... For some, the question of his sanity is still open. Yeah, that, I, I would, I would, I mean, I'm not saying that people who are insane are incapable of doing things or even being productive members of society, but right. I, he cut it on and off. I think he was so damn smart that he knew how to trick and manipulate knew, yeah. everything. I think, nah, that mother, 
Yeah, he, he got he got what he deserved, deserved but he didn't def- get it quick enough. And of, and of course, you guys, we will never know you you know how uh, yeah you yeah. know you decide. Um, in the end, his wife and son moved from France to Argentina. She sold the mansion, and it was um, basically purchased. And the new owners looked everywhere for this money that he supposedly had gotten. Right. Stole from the people that he murdered, which was estimated to be in the millions when we're talking about francs. Francs, Sam. Um, unfortunately, no one ever found it, and it's highly likely and believed, in my opinion, that his wife and son took it with them when they left. Shit, France, yeah. Which to me means she knew exactly what. Oh, the was going again, on. George Etz. She is a dirty. Good for you, Georgette. She's I, a dirty I, little I, shit too. Tell me your hands are dirty without telling me your hands are dirty. Thank you. Call me Georgette. That's the, what do they call that? Um, undeniable plausibility? Yep, there you go. Don't ask, don't tell. Hey, I know he's doing, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna know. It's kind of shady. You're not gonna hurt me. Right. This is like, yeah, as long as you don't and kill me. And guess what? I got millions of dollars taken off to Argentina. That's awful. So that's all I have today, you guys. And that I don't know what's good. next. I, you know what? I don't I either. I don't know that Chrissy I, knows what's I next. I know, right? <laughs> I've got, no. I mean, I got what's a couple. You got, you got time. I got a couple of um, ideas in my head and. You know, I'm tossing them around and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. So, um, it it'll be good though. Of course it will. It will be Duh. so good. So well, good. I hope I hope you guys, if you listen to this today, you have a great July Fourth because it is July Fourth. I know I am off Monday. Me too. Which is tomorrow. Is tomorrow. I'll be cleaning. Which yay again. you. Which means um, it'll be a really crazy hectic week because anytime you have a four day work week, it is. Balls hellish. I was going to say, yep. Tuesday's going to suck. Yeah. Because yeah. Monday's usually my slow day. And Tuesday is my busy day. I have meeting, 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 meeting. Yeah. So it's going to really suck on Tuesday. It's be crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Everybody enjoy their weekend. Happy 4th. And okay. everybody who is in the military, thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you for your service. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.